podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This is Lewis Hart for Boxing Social in association with Empire Firestorm and Forged Irish Stout. Delighted today to be joined with John Hedges. He's got the West Ham top on, <laughs> repping today. Um, we've just finished you know, some, some nice, nice sparring for yourself. Um, you are back out, you know. People haven't heard, of you, heard from you from ages. So uh, how's things though, mate? How have you been keeping? Yeah, do you know what? It's like, thing, things have been going good. I've got some good rounds in today. Started me sparring probably about 10 days ago now getting plenty of rounds in and the thing is with me where I've been inactive from a hand injury thank god it's it's getting there now do you know what I mean we're, we're back in um, I, I just need to I need to get back to where I was so getting plenty of rounds in sparred again today bit lighter sparring but someone game orthodox like the opponent I'm looking at fighting um, and just as you see yourself just really playing with it enjoying it and uh, picking my shots well I suppose we'll firstly touch on that Come, well, not coming back to boxing, but getting over the injury um, after the fight on the AJ car when you had, I think Daniel Bachansky, you thought it was a, a good opponent, you know, winning record, and you got a decent, decent eight rounds in there. Ideally, you would have wanted to push on them, but I got the hand injury, got hand surgery. Um, what was the sort? Of, was that always a, a decision to get hand surgery after that after that fight? Yeah, truthfully speaking, I needed this hand operation after my debut. Um, yeah, both my hands were actually after my debuts in pieces. They, they used to swell up all the time. <coughs> and then I kind of one of them things. If you're gonna, you need money to pay for that op. It's a private op. It's, it's a lot of dumb. Um, and I, I won't. After a debut like I had, I didn't really want to take time out because I so I'll forget about. It. If you get off that train and the train takes off about you, mate, there's, everyone forgets about you, do you know what I mean? So I kind of got myself into a position where I felt, you know what, I'm on an AJ card, let's reap the opportunity, take the opportunity, get myself a name, people start knowing me, and then that's the best time to go get it done. So I've done the eight rounds. As you can see in the fight, I've never really cracked my backhand as much in any of my fights. It was, it's, it's always been a, a shot I've pulled a little bit, and now I can finally start letting it go and letting it rip and have confidence in it. Just dealing just on the hand injury, how compromised was you with the, with that with that hand that was clearly clearly damaged um, for your for your pro career? How compromised was that? Do you know what? It's one of them things. It's either get tough or or, or, or pack it in, and, and that was the that was the truth of it. I, I used to be in pieces in camp, and that was the the worst thing. The fight was probably the easy bit. It was the camp. I'd spar, my hand would go. I couldn't spar the following week. Then my fight dates two weeks later. It would always mess a camp up. And this is God's honest truth, you can look at all my footage of me training. I've never actually done proper pads since my second fight. Um, I've been doing paddles as it's a little bit lighter and, and, and things like that. Um, so yeah, to be fair with you, it's, it's just a blessing more in camp than anything else that I'm actually, I, I'm letting my shots go, I can do pads, I can hit the bag properly. Uh, every, everything, I, I, I've got to stop start and that's the main thing. And I know you won't want to make excuses for yourself, but do you feel like now we will be able to see the maximum potential for yourself where you haven't got to, you know, go home and put your hand in ice or do all those sorts of things really? Yeah, definitely. Like, look, people have been saying it to me, like, what's my next fight? Is going to be a warm-up? I can tell you now, I can't announce the opponent, but I've took a massive step up. Um, I'm going into a new weight division and I'm taking on someone with five losses and 20 wins. So, long as things stay the same, I'm, I'm in it. I'm in it to prove to people that, like, listen, I, I, I'm, I'm a force, do you know what I mean? And uh, I don't, I'm not into these easy fights because you get talked down about them and I'm here to make a name. So, what? I've boxed at the highest level am amateur. Why can't I box at the highest level of pro? I've had, I've had eight fights now as a pro. So, it's time for me to start moving on. And, and that's the truth. I want belts this year. So, I've took a good opponent and hopefully I'll be boxing well. It's, it's nailed on to be announced tomorrow, but we're looking at about four weeks' time. 
Well, I suppose we'll just talk about that now. You've finally got a date and something to work for. Um, how does that sort of feel now? So, so the fans, they're going to see you back in the ring after about 10 months out, mate. Yeah, it's, it's been frustrating 10 months, but I've been mentally strong. Um, and do you know what? It's probably done me good. I'm only a young cruiserweight, and that's another bit of news. I'm moving into the cruiserweight division, so I'm 21 years of age at the moment. I'm only young, so if I was going to take time out, now, now is the right time, and I'll pick my, pick my timing properly. And now, yeah, just, I can't wait to fight, mate. Like, literally, I'm getting bitten between my teeth now. I just want to get going and start moving on with my career. Look, the brutal reality of professional boxing, if you're not fighting, you're not getting paid a lot. So it's going to be nice to get a paycheck come through and, and be able to start camp for this year and do things properly. How has that been though? Since you've turned since you've turned over from an amateur to pro now, um, sort of, I'm sure. You know, speak for yourself. You probably would have liked to have been a little bit more active. Um, you probably would have liked to have, like fought a little bit more. Um, how have you sort of seen that process now? And has it been? Has it been especially this past? I know you wanted to get this hand injury done, um, but it must have been frustrating, sort of that that transition from now. Yeah. Do you know what? One thing I will say, I turned over ridiculously young, in my opinion. Like at 18. You're not a man. I thought I was a man. If you look back at the interviews, I definitely was not a man. I looked like a, a baby on there. Um, and to have eight fights as a 21-year-old, if you look at the whole aspect to that, you're in a very good spot. If you look at it because you've been pro three years and you think not too, uh, not too active, but I've had eight fights, I'm 21 years of age. I'm actually more in front of where I thought I'd be at this time. I, I thought maybe 23, 24, I'd be making my debut. So I've always, I'm, I'm kind of in front of where I where I said I was going to be, but I think I'm in a very good position because I'm eight fights and I'm young. I'm doing eight rounders now. I'll be hitting 23 by the time I'm pushed on for 12 round fights, please God, to God willing. And, and that's where I want to be, do you know what I mean? I want to be a young youth taking on these old, because Cruiserweight Division, there's a lot of old heads in there. And I think that's what I bring to the division. I bring fresh. My, my, my style is not a cruiserweight style. And I'm a mover, I'm a bit more flamboyant than most cruiserweights, but I think that's what it's missing. A young, young prospect coming through to shine, and I, I genuinely believe that's me. Before we get into the, into the move of the cruiserweights, um, you talked about the step-ups now, and getting these step-ups, when you are young, you know, you're only 21 at the end of the day, so is it good to sort of show how good you can be over them rounds, and you know, you will get better as the step-ups come, so is that an exciting thing for you, that you know you're going to get better when the, hard fight, the harder fights are now there? Yeah, I, I, I think so. My management, S-Jam, have always said the more tougher the competition, the, tough, the better I, I actually box. So they've always wanted to match me quite tough. I've had a couple of undefeated fighters on my record. The last fellow I had was 13-1-11. So we've always been moving in the right direction. And like I say, this year, a lot of people ain't going to expect me to take the fight I took next. And that's what we're here to do. And you are now moving up to Cruiserweight, um, you know, fellow Cruiserweight sort of stablemate Tommy Fletcher. Um, I was just chatting to him now, it's an exciting division, division to be a part of. Um, is that sort of, does that play in your mind when you make these moves up in weight? Uh, um, you know, I'm, I'm going into a division that is, is stacked full of talent. I kind of love it, you know. That's probably what makes me want to do it even more. Um, main reason for moving to Cruiserweight is genuinely, I can't make light heavy. I can make catch, I can make 85s and 86s, but 79.2, I haven't made that since, since my debut, do you know what I mean? And, 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 and even then, if you look at me, I weren't nice. I weren't nice to look at, do you know what I mean? So now I just feel like I'm six foot six. I've got the, I've got the height, I just need to fill out naturally. And, and, and it's gonna, I'm gonna be a force in the, in the cruiserweight division. I just, everything takes time, Tommy will say the same. We, we both believe we've got a lot of maturity there, we're both the same age, so, and we've grown up together for the England camps and, and things like that, but it's an exciting division for us to be part of. Loads of big names, please God, we're all cracking it at the top, earning fortunes, do you know what I mean? 
Do you feel like you see that jump though from 200 pounds to you know, 175 pounds? It is quite. Do you feel like that is quite a big jump with 25? The, the, the worst day was when they brought bridge weight up because. They didn't need to be a bridge of weight, in my opinion. They needed to be a weight in between light, heavy and cruiser. Don't get me wrong, it takes so long for that weight to build up. We'd probably be retired by the time they've got proper unifications and that, but they should have... 86 kilo is where it should be, in my opinion. You've got 79.2, then 86, then 90.7. That, that makes sense to me, like all the other weights. Um, but look, it's getting tough shit, isn't it? You've got to crack on. And, and the thing is, with me and Tom, we're blessed with height. We're E6 at 7, I'm 6 with 6. We've got, we've got a good advantage, which is natural. And then we're going to uh, naturally develop as well, Tommy. And having someone like Tommy there with you, where you are both tall, both cruiserweights now, um, both southpaws, that must be a really, really exciting thing to have. A, a, Maybe different styles, but a lot of similarities in some aspects. Yeah, like we always we always joke about if we've ever got to fight another tall draft, we've got perfect sparring. But um, yeah, it, it is good. We very rarely we used to do loads of rounds, um, especially in the amateur days as well, loads. But it's got to a point now where realistically, Tom's never going to fight a six foot six southpaw, and I'm never going to fight a six foot seven southpaw. So unless we've got that as a as a what's the word as a uh, opponent. There's no, there's no, not worth us sparring each other. So we still, we still body spar, still get the work in. But then it's all dependent on the opponent that we spar. But you, yeah, we usually spar out, out of gyms. That's completely fair enough. I suppose I'll move on to t speaking on the topic of sparring. I mean, we were talking off camera and said you've, you know, you've sparred lots of rounds with Dan Aziz. And yeah. um, I did want to sort of talk about a fight. He's got a fight coming up against Joshua Boatsi um, in your previous division of light heavyweight. Um, a big, big sort of South London domestic dust up that many people are looking forward to. Uh, you sharing rounds with Aziz. How do you sort of see the fight going? Do you know what? I genuinely, I know it's easy to say this and sit on the fence, but I do believe it's a 50-50 fight. I said that when it was first scheduled to fight. Um, the reason I say that is Aziz is very easy to, when you look at him, take for granted. He's small at the weight, he doesn't look unbelievably powerful, but his timing is impeccable. And I, I, I'll tell you that firsthand. I'm quite hard to hit, I'm quite tall, quite rangy, quite awkward, but he just manages to nick you by that. Do you know what I mean? He's very clever with foot adjustments. And he used to train with Brian O'Shaughnessy, who was a master of, of getting the, the half inch moves in. So, yeah, Dan's got a cracking chance. And, and, and Joshua Ratsy, I've been on two of his undercards as a pro gentlemen as well. So you've got two great fighters, great people who are going to put it all on the line. And, I think Boatsy's probably got the, a little bit of advantage through pedigree, got the amateur background and what he's done as a pro. But listen, Aziz has been the underdog for probably every fight in his career and he's proved everyone wrong. So why can't he do it again? Definitely. And just as we sort of close off this interview, when you talk about talking about yourself, um, the hand injuries are all gone now, sort of all the all the setbacks are now behind you. And what can we expect? I know you sort of touched on it previously, but what do you want in 2024? And what do you expect in 2024? 2024, let's get active. <laughs> I want to be active, you know what I mean? I want to, what's the word? Uh, all gas, no brakes. I just want to keep fighting, man. And that's that's the main thing. I don't care who I fight. And I genuinely mean that. But I would, I'd fight, we've all got earned living, but I, I genuinely fight the best now. Laws I was getting paid right because at the end of the day's experience and if you want to go to the top you've got to be fearless I, I don't fear no one in any division I never have I just want to go in there and entertain and, and that's it like I say there's no I'm not this big fighting man I'm going to beat the world but I genuinely mean I'll fight anyone so it's hopefully this year nice and active take some good opponents on some good wins and push up their rankings and put myself in a good position at the end of the year Absolutely, John. It's good to catch up with you again. Good to see you back in the ring, man. Uh, active again. Um, I think we all look forward to a big, big 2024 for yourself. So appreciate the time, John, and all the best for February time, hopefully. Yeah. Top man. Thank you, mate. <laughs> Cheers, mate. Thank you.
Social Podcast Network.